It grew because in a small storefront, nondescript, wasn't a church cathedral, it wasn't a great uh, building uh, uh, that, was, that was picturesque in any way. It was just a, a small little uh, storefront with, with, with folding chairs that only had an inch of cushion. You've got six inches right now. Don't get too comfortable. But you want to know how the church grew? As we prayed, as we fasted, the Holy Spirit began to move. God began to touch people. And you know what happened? The word spread. It was, it was just God began to minister to people. God began to touch people in some powerful ways. And word began to spread. And that little store, small storefront that there was nothing appealing, nothing would draw people because we had smoke and lights. Just a small little storefront. But the power of God, we had the, the glory of God came and word began to spread. People began to tell other people that God is moving. God, there's freedom, there's liberty in that place. And we began to grow and outgrow it. And, and we came to a place that was, that was standing room only for some services. People were in the hallway. It was just packed out. Why? Because God was moving. And we want to see God move in greater ways. God is still moving, but we need to see him move in greater ways. Why? Because there's greater needs. We're living in a, in a time, we're living in an era, we're living in, in, in a moment in, in history where it's, it's such, a, such a challenging time on many levels, on, on the micro level and on the macro level, in the local and globally that we have. How many of you know God, the economy doesn't surprise God? How many of you know this isn't the first time there's been an economic downturn? How many of you know this isn't the first time there have been wars? How many of you know this isn't the first time there have been overwhelming challenges? This is not. God is still God. He's still powerful. He's still working. He's still able to meet your need this morning. And there's a scripture in, in one of the prophets, and, and the word of God always speaks to the relevancy of the need. And, and this is the prophet Habakkuk. And this is what the prophet said. Though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail and the fields yield no food, though the flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herds in the stalls. You know what that was talking about? It was talking about uh, a famine. It was talking about an economic downturn. It was talking about a devastation. There was no oil. There was no fruitfulness. There was nothing. And here's what the prophet's saying. Though those things be true, although that might be the reality, verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet, in spite of all of that, my rejoicing is not based upon what I'm going through. My rejoicing is not based upon my circumstances. My joy is based upon the glory and the presence of God. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. The Lord God is my strength. Amen. The Lord God is my strength. Say it, say it again, but I want you to say it like you mean it, not just like, oh, I have to say it. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. He will make me walk on the high hills. Now, here's where a little bit of background, a little bit of history, and a little bit of something what we experienced. He will make my feet like deer's feet. What does that mean? God's going to give me feet like a leprechaun or something or like hoofs? No. He will make me walk on the high hills. He was speaking metaphorically of what God will do. So 
Lisa, would you just share that? Can you go ahead and show that? Go ahead and show that video for us for me. It's a little blurry, but hi everyone. We are at the Qumran Caves, and we have a very interesting object lesson that we want to share with you today. There's a scripture in Habakkuk. It says, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit on the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the fields yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. And this is the key part that really stood out to me. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my heights. Another translation says, he enables me to walk on my heights. And as we came here this morning, just looking at the vastness of these mountains and caves, it's very dry, it feels barren, there's no water flowing. And then suddenly we looked in this cave and we could see two deer. And it looks like a mother deer and a baby deer. And right away that, that scripture came to me he makes my feet like the feet of a deer because if you look, we can't figure out how they got there. It doesn't look, make any sense to us. They're just stuck in a cave in the middle of the desert and just, you know, applying that to our own life. Sometimes we are in a dry, barren place and we feel there's no hope, there's no water, there's no refreshment. Why am I here? How do I get out of here? But if you think of that scripture and you look to God to be your strength, because it says, the Lord God is my strength. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like the feet of a deer. And in these seasons of our life that seem dry and parched and difficult, he makes my feet and your feet like the feet of a deer and enables us to go on the heights. Now, some of you may be a little afraid of heights. I'm not thrilled to be standing as close to such a, a, a long fall down here. Um, but he enables us to walk on the heights. And if we have faith in God, even in this kind of environment in our life, he will enable you to walk on the height. So I want you to remember this picture, those deer in the middle of these desert mountains, they are there. God created them to be here. And he can do the same thing for you. He can enable you to walk on the heights. Bless you guys. Yeah, so you can't, you can't plan those things to happen. We didn't go to the Qumran Caves and think, um, and think um, we're, we're going to have a, a Bible story time. That just happened. We, I mean, we've been there six times. You've been. This was my third. I've never seen anything live out in this desolation. That's, you, it, it was very hard to get a close-up, but there's the mother and there's the baby. And it's a dry and it's a barren land. And some of those other pictures, if you could throw up there for me, you look around in the mountains and it is, there's nothing. There's, there's no water flowing. There's barely any vegetation. You might find a little brown bush here and there. But it just really spoke to me of the barrenness of our lives sometimes. And um, for Habakkuk, even though things were bad and it seemed that it was going to be bad in the, in the foreseeable future, God was giving him strength. In fact, God is his strength, and in fact, God is our strength. In all of the chaos and suffering of his day, God was giving him stability like a sure-footed deer. We, we walked around and, and, you know, from our vantage point, and we were trying to figure out how did those deer get there. 
What are they eating? Where is the water that they need to be hydrating themselves with? And though we didn't figure it out, we couldn't figure, and we were looking for hoof prints and everything. But it came to me, God created that deer to live in that wilderness. He created those hooves to go up the side of those mountains and get protection in the, in, the, in the shade in a cave. So though we can't figure that out, we do know because the Bible's here and the Bible is the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, just like Jesus is. So what was spoken to Habakkuk is being spoken to us today. And the, the song that we were singing this morning, Bounty in the Wilderness, all right, you don't, may, maybe you don't see the bounty in your wilderness. I'm going to tell you, when I'm in a wilderness, I don't see the bounty. But in the scripture, it tells us there's honey in the rock, there's water in the stone, and there's manna on the ground no matter where I go. So if God did it for the Israelites then, doesn't he want to do it for us now? I'm not saying take a stick and go bang a rock. But spiritually speaking, God has what we need. And he gives us the feet of a deer to walk on the heights, to walk in the hard places. He can be your strength. When you feel like you're ready to cave in, I can't take another step. You remember this scripture. He enables my feet like the feet of a deer. God knows what he's doing when he gives us his word. And so I want to encourage you today. And I, every time I look at these pictures of this, this desert-looking area, it's like one color everywhere, tan, dry tan. But as the deer is living there, and somehow God is providing hydration, I don't know where that stream is, but they're getting it from somewhere, and food, God's going to do that for us spiritually. Amen. Amen. The promise is the Lord God is my strength. You believe that this morning. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills. Think about the mountains that are in front of you. Think about the things that you think are overwhelming and, and, and seem impossible. What is God saying? He's going to give you the ability. See, we couldn't climb up into that area. We didn't have the footing. We didn't have the ability. But somehow, some way, those deer made it up there. And what is God saying? He's saying, I will make your feet like the feet of deer. That's a promise from God's word. That's a, a live illustration of something we saw. And he will make me to walk on my high hills. So some of you this morning are overwhelmed by your circumstances. We've been there. We've gone through things. We all have. But God is saying, you know what? I'm going to let you be able to walk on your high hills. I'm going to let you walk on the mountains. Come on, that's powerful. Think about that truth for you right now this morning. God is saying, what is overwhelming you? I'm going to make you to walk on top of those hills. I'm going to give you the feet of deer. I'm going to give you the access. I'm going to give you the ability. I'm going to give you the wherewithal to get to places that would be impossible in the natural. How many of you know God is able to do that? How many of you know God is beginning to do that? Come on, God's beginning to open doors. Come on, God's beginning to make a way for you. God's beginning to do some impossible things in your life, but he's only beginning. He's just begun. Would you stand to your feet this morning? Hallelujah. 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 Though there be no figs on the vine, Though calves in the stall, though things might look desolate, yet the Lord God is my strength, and I will rejoice in the Lord. Hallelujah. Come on, that's, that's what people of faith do. That's what faith is all about, people. Come on. 
Come on, people of God, this morning. Think about it. If we go by the natural, what are we? We're no different than people who don't know God. If we go by our circumstances, we're no different than people who have no faith. But come on, we're people of faith. We're children of the Most High God. We believe that impossible situations in our life are only given by God so that we can overcome and that we can go grow stronger. Come on, the songwriter said, if I had never had a problem, I'd never know that God could solve it. If I never had a problem, come on, I would never know what faith in his word can do. Come on, in the impossible situations, God is going to show forth his glory. Come on, God is going to give you, he's going to transform you, give you the ability to mount up with wings like eagles, give you the ability to climb on the high mountains this morning. Come on, I still believe this is your day. Come on, I still believe this is your day to receive something from the Lord. So I'm going to ask the pastors and the elders to come forward. Come on, I want, I want us to begin to pray for people. I want you to stand here, and I want those of you that need prayer this morning, those that you have impossible situations, God's going to give you the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Come on, God's going to give you some breakthrough. Come on, something supernatural is about to break forth in this place. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, this is your day. Come on, go. Come on, begin to pray. Come on, begin to receive prayer right now. Healings, deliverances. Come on, miracles, signs and wonders right now in the name of Jesus. Come on, reach out to God as we sing. Hallelujah. Freedom. Yes, Lord. Yes. Touch people right now. Father, let the anointing, Father, let the anointing flow right now. Father, let the anointing flow right now. We believe it today, God. God, you're able to do it. We believe you're able to do it. We believe you've spoken your word. We believe you've given a promise. You will set people free. You will give joy. You will give liberty. You will give freedom.
As we're continuing to pray, I just want to share a scripture. I feel like there's some people in here who need some specific prayer. This morning, the Lord woke me up, and there was such a heaviness on, in my room. And I even said to the Lord, what is this? It was almost like a dimmer. When you have a dimmer and you'd make it darker, it was like getting heavier and heavier. And as we were praying in the, in the cafe, the Lord just began sharing that this, it's an accusatory spirit. And there's an accusatory spirit that some of you are dealing with, and this is what it does. In the life of Moses in Exodus chapter 2, it says, One day when Moses had grown up, he went out to his people and looked on their burdens, and he saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his people. He looked this way and that, and seeing no one, he struck down the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. We've done things in our past, things that we're not proud of, things that we've kind of hidden in the sand and, and hoped would never come again. And then it says, when he went out the next day, behold, two Hebrews were struggling together, and he said to the man in the wrong, why do you strike your companion? And so with the things that we try and bury in our past, then when God comes and moves in our lives, we, we try and operate in that. And this is what the response, when Moses was trying to do something good, this was his response. It says, he answered, who made you prince and judge over us? Do you mean to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? Then Moses was afraid and thought, surely this thing is known. When Pharaoh heard it, he sought to kill Moses, but Moses fled from Pharaoh and stayed in the land of Midian. And I want to read another scripture in Revelation chapter 12. It says, And they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, for they love not their lives even unto death. 
But in before that, listen to this. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of Christ has come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, who accuses them day and night before our God. The accuser stands before God, and there's going to be a day where God is going to cast him down, where he's no longer going to have that access into heaven to accuse us, what we have done in our past. And what I love about that scripture is Jesus stands and intercedes at the right hand of God for us based on our past. And so as we continue to pray, I just feel like there's some people in here who are dealing with that accusatory spirit in your life, where the enemy's trying to dig up stuff that you've buried in the sand years ago. And the devil is standing before God accusing and saying, this person cannot be used because of what they did. And he's constantly pointing his finger. But Jesus wants to remind you that he went up to heaven. He gave us his spirit, but he stands in heaven and he intercedes for you day and night based off what we've done in our past. And the blood of Jesus, which is what we sang today, covers everything. So we're going to continue praying, but I just really felt that heaviness. And if you feel that, I want you to, as the elders and pastors are here, let us know what you really want prayer for. We're going to pray and be led by the Spirit. But as we pray, if that's you, let us know that so we can pray that over you and just anoint and pray that God would seal that in your heart today. So I just want to share that. Let's continue to worship. But if that's you, just come forward this morning, and we want to continue to pray. Amen. How can it be that there's a God who weeps and there's a God who leaves? Oh, praise the Glory to 
Thank you, Jesus. You know, the heart of a shepherd, the heart of this church and leadership is, is not that just one person or a dozen people or a certain number would be touched, but everyone, everyone would experience God's grace, the ministry of the Spirit in each and every life. And so we never want anyone to miss out and that's, that's the struggle and the stress that we live with. We see people getting blessed, and then there are those that don't enter in, and they miss out, and that, that hurts our heart because we're shepherds and we care for people. If we didn't care, they wouldn't bother us. But we care. And I still believe, we still believe there are some people here that for whatever reason you're holding back, whatever reason you're resisting, whatever reason... You're not receiving from God. And, and we don't want to let this opportunity pass by. So I'm going to ask you to stand one more time. Just would you stand together? And, and, and Tara, you're just playing so, so powerful, so anointed this morning. Would you just continue to play? And I believe, there is, I believe there's a few others. And, and I know it's a little harder right now because nobody's up here. But you know what? If you take that step, that's even a, I believe you'll get a greater blessing because it's not easy right now. And I believe the devil is fighting you because he's trying to rob your life. He's trying to kill. He's trying to destroy. But if you would take that step, God will do something greater in your life. So as the, the team is just playing this one more song, I'm going to ask you to move out of your seat right now. 
Come on, move out of your seat right now. Maybe you haven't come for prayer. Maybe you're, you're having a struggle. Uh, that goes to show you there's a battle. That's a good thing there's a struggle because there's a pressure coming against you. But God wants to give you an anointing and a touch that's going to give you a breakthrough. Would you just move out of your seat right now? Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Come on, just worship. Come on, just worship. Come on, you're not necessarily looking around at this point. You're worshiping. You're, 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 you're seeding the atmosphere. You're, 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 you're blessing the atmosphere with your worship and praise. And you're creating a place and a space for God to do something powerful. Come on, God, to give somebody an, a breakthrough anointing. For God to do a miracle. Come on, your miracle, your miracle, your breakthrough, your blessing. Come on, it's coming. It's here. Come on, this is your day. Come on, this is your hour. Come on, this is your moment right now, right now, right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, sing. Sing right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, your kindness leads me to repentance. Your goodness draws me to your side. Your mercy calls me to be like you.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We want to pray right now. If, if there's anyone that has a sickness or a disease, you need a, you need a physical touch from the Lord. I want you to just to move out of your seat right now. Come on, this is, this is a, church is a spiritual hospital. For those that are sick in mind, sick in body, sick in spirit, spiritual hospital. And Jesus is the chief physician. Amen. Amen. Come on. We're going to believe that your body is going to function the way God created it to function. Amen. I like the scripture that says of Moses, he was 120 years old and his eye did not diminish nor did his strength abate. Amen. Amen. I want to claim that promise that I'm going to live out all my days. Amen. Doesn't mean sickness won't try to attack us. It doesn't mean that there won't be afflictions that come our way. But we know that by the power of the Holy Spirit that our mortal bodies will be quickened. Amen. Amen. Come on, Jesus said healing is the children's bread. Amen. Come on, we're going to break bread in Jesus' name and we're going to feed the people of God. Amen. Amen. I need help. I need help. Brother Dave, would you come? Um, do we have some oil? We need to have some oil in that. Some people use the anointing oil and they steal it. No, they don't steal it. They just forget to put it back. Amen. Amen. Would you just go, would you just go and anoint people? Come on. Both of you. We need all of you. <laughs> Amen. 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 How many of you know Jesus is a healer? Amen. And he just uses us in obedience. The Bible says, let, if any man is sick, simply let him call. Let him call for the elders of the church and let him be anointed with oil. Amen. Bobby, believe God could heal you. Amen. Believe God can recreate your lungs. Amen. And could give you fresh wind of the Spirit to blow in your lungs. Amen. Come on. God knows every one of your afflictions. Come on. I pray every morning, God, give me divine health. There are things that try to come against me physically, but you know what? I believe for divine health to flow through my mortal body. Come on, you could be a young person. Don't think you're immune. Come on, the devil wants to attack you, so we all need to pray for the healing power of God. Come on, let's just sing again. I know you're doing overtime, but you're anointed to sing. Amen. Come on, we're playing, and, and the anointing flows through singers and musicians. Come on, let's believe God. Come on, if you're in your seat, come on, just stretch forth your hand over the people that are, we don't know what they're dealing with. Some are dealing with cancer. Some are dealing with, with back problems. Some are dealing with lung issues. Some are dealing with, with arthritis. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Come on, in the name of Jesus. Touch everyone, Father. In the name of Jesus, your children, you love them, God. Touch them today. Touch them, Father. In the name of Jesus, touch them, God. In the name of Jesus, healing, healing, God. Amen. 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 Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for healing, God. 
Father God, we pray, Lord, divine help to flow through everybody in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Touch your people. You love them, God. You love them, God. You love them, God. Heal, God. I pray for Bobby's lungs, Lord. God, breathe healing virtue into his lungs. Expand them. God, heal them, God. Touch him, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your children. You love them, God. You love them, God. You love them, Father. You love them, Lord. You are greater. You're greater than sickness. You're greater than disease. Touch your servants, Father. My God, my God. Yes, Lord, touch her today. Pour in the oil and the wine. Heal her soul. Heal her body, God. God, you're greater. You're bigger, God. The devil is a liar. We, we reject every lie. We reject every thought. We reject everything, God. God, but we believe and receive the truth that you love us, that you have a plan and a purpose for our life, that we shall live and not die. We shall sing and declare the praises of God. Touch your Lord. Touch your Lord. Touch her. Give her more, 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 more. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Victory, victory, victory. Touch her, Father. Touch her, God. In the name of Jesus, you love her. God, you love her. Minister to him, God. Healing. Touch her, Father. In the name of Jesus. Touch her, Father. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Father God, oh God, God, let her live, let her live and praise you. Let her live and declare the praises of God. Yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus. My God is My God is greater. Yes, Lord, bless her. You love her, God. You love her, God. Oh, you desire to heal her. You're willing, you're able, God. Nothing is too difficult for you, Lord. Make her whole, quicken her mortal body. Divine help, divine help, divine strength. God, for her grandchild, in the name of Jesus, let the life of God be breathed into that little life, Father. There's no fear that I have. He doesn't already know. There's no problem too big.
in this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, everyone, give a shout of praise. Give a shout of praise. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, God, we praise you, we praise you, we praise you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Can I have everyone stand again? I know you've been st sitting, standing. You're going to get your steps in today. Amen. You're going to get your exercise. But I want you to just grow, grab a hold of the hand of the person next to you. We want to pray for everyone in this place. We don't want to see one person miss out or, or or not receive something from God. Pastor Lisa, would you just lead us in prayer? Father, we just thank you that you have met with us today, God. Lord, we thank you that you you have healed, you have restored, you have set free. You've done so much today, God. Lord, I pray for every person that knows that they received something from you today, whatever it was in their life, that then when they walk out of these doors, they would not let go of it. They would not lose it. God, it would not diminish. When that devil comes and tries to lie to them, they would say, by his stripes, I am healed. And they would say, he sent his word and healed my disease. So we thank you, Lord, that the lies of the enemy will be silenced and the word of God and the promises will come up within us, Lord, to remind us that you have done something today. And continue it, Lord. It doesn't need to stop when we leave. Continue it this week in our prayer times, in our devotional times, in our life groups, in our conversations with people, God. Let it continue so that when we return here next Sunday, it's a celebration of what you did during the week, God. It's not a pep rally to get us all propped up for the next week. It's a celebration for what you are going to do this week in our lives, Lord. And we thank you for that today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Praise the Lord. I'm going to ask Pastor Mike uh, to come and just share a few announcements. And again, I appreciate all the, the work and, and the ministry of the staff and the elders um, this past couple of weeks. Um, I did watch. We were seven hours ahead of time, so uh, different time zone, but um, same same spirit and same sense of God's presence. And uh, we thank God for what he's doing and what he will do in the future. God has great things in store for his people. And I, for one, I'm going to receive all that God has for me. I don't want to miss out on anything. Amen. The Bible says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. Amen. It doesn't mean we're always righteous. It doesn't mean we always do the right thing. But we have a hunger in our heart that cries out for more of God. So praise the Lord. Thank you, Pastor Mike.